The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hold up. Before we get into this episode, you guys saw I just launched the Skinny Confidential product line. It is all about micromanaging your face bloat and my face bloat. Let's be honest. I can run a little puffy, especially after one too many rosés. We have an ice roller. It is the ice roller of your dreams. It's thick. It's silicone. You can place your thumbprint in the perfect place so you can really press hard and get that lymphatic drainage. It's also so cute. I'm telling you, it's way bigger than those other ice rollers that break. And it's also, of course, pink. We launched it with an anti-inflammatory icy ice queen facial oil to tighten and soothe and cool the skin. They're really the perfect duo if you run puffy like me. And we are offering all Skinny Confidential Him and Her listeners a code. Use pink ice queen for 15% off. This is redeemable for the ice roller and the oil separately not the duo. That is 15% off all regular items. Pink Ice Queen. That's shopskinnyconfidential.com. You are going to be so snatched, my God. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! Everyone has tried to keep the the show or everyone's tried to recognize that like the show comes first. The show is what keeps everyone else's, you know, shit moving. And so to not get bigger than that or to get bigger than anyone else and like to keep you know, some kind of sense of camaraderie. But it is an ensemble. And when we're filming, yeah, people yeah. people manage their egos. And, uh, you know, the, we like, the, again, there's an unspoken rule, sometimes spoken, that you just, you know, w- you put it all out there. You don't censor yourself. Mm-hmm. And while we're filming, all is fair and love and war. And- you made it, everybody. You fucking made it. Another Monday in the books, ready to go, fired up. We got a little him and her action on both sides of the table today. My name is Michael Bostic. I'm a serial entrepreneur and brand builder, most recently the CEO of the Dear Media Podcast Network. Across from me, my wife, Lauren Everts, Bostic. And today we're joined by another power couple that we had a lot of fun with. And raise your glass, Michael Bostic, because let's do a fist pump with some goat cheese balls. Fuck, we have Katie and Tom from Vanderpump Rules on the show. Katie is a podcaster too. You're going to love me. Her podcast is on Dear Media, which is so exciting. And Tom owns Tom Tom, which Michael will not take off the hat that Tom gave him. Listen, I rep Tom Tom, and uh, it's a great hat. And any, any company... I, listen, I like Tom Tom's hats. I wear that because it's a good hat. Um, our new sponsor, Pete and Jerry's, love their hat. If you send me a good hat that fits my head well, because I got a weird shaped small head, then I'll wear the shit out of it. Yeah, it's kind of like a micro head. <laughs> it's not. I mean, listen, it's like a seven and one fourth. That's the thing. That's it's a good thing your your head doesn't match your well, head. Well, listen, I don't got that big melon you got. You know, like, I don't know what's going on I don't in there. have a big melon. It's ex- weird that they were able to swollen. squish such a massive brain into such a small head. Hold okay, on. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm excited about this episode. So I met Katie on Instagram. She actually was so cool and shouted me out on Stassi's podcast about how she liked following along. I followed her. We started talking and then we ended up going to the same Pilates studio. Shout out to Parker Pilates. Betsy is amazing. And Katie and I both still go to Betsy. I go on Skype. And then when I'm in LA and Katie goes in person. Um, And what I've found about 
her, especially because I, I know her better than Tom, is that I think she's so misunderstood. The show paints her one way. And in person, she is so kind. She's soft-spoken. She's smart. She's thoughtful. She's stoic. She's a listener. She doesn't just talk to talk. And she's absolutely lovely. Yeah. And, you know, I met Tom in a strip club. We were both having lunch on a Tuesday um, there for the brisket. And we looked over and we just really got along. <laughs> the labia brisket <laughs> they're, sandwich. They're going to they're gonna create a head. I'm going to create a problem for these two. They're, they're going to create a headline saying Tom Schwartz in strip club with Michael Boss. No, you I'm met him in the I'm studio. I'm just fucking around everybody. I didn't do that. That'd be a pretty cool story though. Huh? I mean, that sounds fun. Get a tuna fish sandwich and a little labia brisket. I had good. a friend in high school that would go to the strip club every day for lunch, which is why I was saying, I mean, listen, he's a, he's a whole nother story, that guy, but what kind of person goes to the strip club for lunch? Honestly, I love the strip club. Like I love the strip club. Yeah, but you know, I don't know if you've been there during lunchtime. It's like a That sounds fun. It's a little bit it's not the same energy as it is at night. And you're Let's and you're go. and you're thinking about the ones in Vegas where you can party. It, it's it, it's No, a I think at that it would time. be like calm energy, like some dancers and we can just have like a good sandwich. I didn't sandwich. mean to go on a whole tangent out here. Okay. But I mean, I think the strip club during lunch sounds Tom, like I'm amazing. sorry if there's a headline that says you were in the strip club at lunch. I promise if if they call me for fact checking, I'll say it's not true. Okay. Wink wink, buddy. Um, I really enjoyed this interview with Tom and Katie. I have not seen them be interviewed on a him and her perspective like this. And they spill some juice. The show is being filmed right now. Um, and I'm just so excited for you guys to hear this episode. Little background on Tom and Katie before we get into it. Tom Schwartz was an actor. He then starred on Vanderpump Rules, and now he is the co-owner of Tom Tom in West Hollywood, which is a delicious restaurant. He's obviously very entrepreneurial, and he's going to be on the next season. And then Katie Maloney is his wife. She is a reality television personality on Vanderpump Rules. So many people love her. They're obsessed with her. She also is a podcaster. Her podcast, like I said, is called You're Going to Love Me, and it's with Dear Media. So definitely check it out. Go support her. And she just launched merch, and you guys... There's this lilac hoodie that is so cute. Betsy was wearing it and I went and immediately ordered it to support her. Um, I really, really enjoy both of them individually and as a couple. And I am so excited to welcome them to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Do you find it weird that Michael and I come to you guys and say we're such big fans. Do you think your audience is like younger, older, mid, or guys, is it just all over the place? I'm in. The, I'm in. I'm. I want the juice. <laughs> I, I got a lot of questions. Wow, you're dialed in. Are you it all is. caught up? I'm all caught up. That's I'm a fully. lot of baggage. Do you, do you need a hug yeah, or yeah. something? No, I. I mean, no. do you need a hug? <laughs> <laughs> I need a hug. It is all over the place. Yeah. It's it's literally grandmas, young girls husbands, single men, I mean, across the board. Chrissy Teigen? Chrissy Teigen. Were you freaking when you saw that? Yeah. Yeah, We got a lot of love over the years from Chrissy. I'm not sure if she still watches, but there was a a while there. She showed us a lot of love on Twitter, which she recently deleted. God bless. Twitter is a toxic wasteland. I'm not a fan. (laughs) It's a mess in there. What is it like for a reality television star when your show comes out and you go on Twitter? Because I wouldn't even go because it's too much of a war zone. It is, yeah. The masochistic side of you wants to go look. Yeah. Like in, you know, seasons one, two, three, four, we did five, oh, yeah. maybe even. Katie. I, used, I used to get wine drunk and go on Twitter and just oh, Jesus. have a field she a day. She had a ritual, a dark. <laughs> what would you do to yourself? Uh, Tell them, Bob. Well, I would just make examples out of people. I don't know. I, I don't, like you would like put it, make them look like assholes, basically. I would just just fire back. 
There's nothing better than when someone says something so outlandish and something they would never fucking say to your face. And then you just go for the jugular because they set themselves up. Yeah. I love it. Short term, it is a sweet release and it feels good. But the day after, you're going to regret it. You're going to be hungover. It's like cheating on your wife. Totally. <laughs> Not that I would know what that's like, but hypothetically speaking, let I me tell imagine. you. Let me. I'll tell you what. I'm just gonna <laughs> that's why mixing alcohol and and in comment sections is very. Or it used to be dangerous. I have great restraint. Not to. Not to you know, toot my own horn over here, but I have pretty good restraint. I'm not easily triggered <laughs> online anymore. But back in the day, yeah, Katie would have a glass of wine. And a listen, bottle, if you go looking for bottle. something bad for yourself online, you're going to find it. doesn't matter who you are. It's out there. There's somebody that hates you. Lurking. Also, don't you guys feel, too, that people lie? Like, for instance, let me give you an example. Oh, I saw this person out at a bar and they were doing this and they just make it up out of nothing and then it turns into something. Mm. Accusations on social media? Yes, yes. Yeah, because once the, the once the rumors stick, there's a better quote than that. What's the, what's <laughs> I get the, what you're saying though. Like once, the, once the rumors out there, it becomes- It's like, all that matters. You know. Yeah, it takes on a life of its own. It's significantly harder to, to rebuke yeah, anything. No, like, I think it's more about people just, not the fan fiction, but people coming up with their own theories of like, who we are based off of, you know, what they see on the show. You have to have a pretty fucking solid relationship to go on reality television. And you guys have been such a good example of someone who I, I think I look at you guys as such a good example of someone who have have stuck together and really made it through. Even Heather w- was on our podcast from Utah, Real Housewives of Utah. And she said the nicest thing. Uh, like the nicest things about Tom, just how sweet he is and how he like helps finesse the energy. And just, he's like such a charming, (laughs) nice guy, but you guys have been able to just like really be a team. Do you look at it like that? Is it like a discussion that you have behind the scenes? Uh, no. And also like, I don't think at times we've been a team. I feel like a lot. Oftentimes he's against, I don't think people look at Katie (laughs) Maloney and Tom Schwartz and think, couple goals but here's the thing (laughs) i don't agree we're a testament to working through it and putting effort time energy and you know going to therapy and just like fighting through all the hard stuff and enduring through the the best of times and the worst of times or tried and tested you know we've been through pretty much everything well how old were you guys when you start when you started the show oh 26 and 30. Young. 30. Yeah. We're so young. And we had been together for two, a little over two years, or about two years. Yeah. But yeah. but we are but we've been very authentic and realistic about our relationship. We haven't ever tried to pretend or present ourselves as like this perfect couple. We haven't tried to sweep things under the rug. We've been like, we suck. <laughs> you know, but we're trying. That's what you makes know. you guys' show, though, so good, is I feel like the whole cast is like that. Yeah. They're not, no one's trying to have this facade of perfection. It feels like, oh, I could look at this relationship and say, oh, we do that at home. Or, oh, we're like, yeah. therapy, like, that's, it's a relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's raw and honest. Very rarely do people, you know, contrive themselves. And if, and if you do self-produce, people are quick to call you out, you know? And it never translates on camera. It won't, like, those type of edits get canned it, it's 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 traumatic while you're filming it you know you kind of you kind of hate yourself if you don't hate yourself by the end of the season you didn't do your job yeah <laughs> that's what we that's, and that's how many seasons have you done eight. So, eight so there's a lot of self-loathing yeah um so how did you guys meet i want to go way back oh yeah so i started working at sir just down the road and i had i'd become good friends with Kristen and stassi and Kristen was like I want you to meet my boyfriend, Tom Sandoval at the time, his roommate. 
he, you know, he's, I think he would just be such a good match for you. You're like the female counterpart to him. I was like, oh, like, what's his story? What does he do? She's like, well, he's an actor model. And I was like, I want to stop you right there. Uh, (laughs) No, thank you. I'm like, I've already dated like all of those. I don't want anything to do with that. And she's like, no, 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 no. And I, you know, I'd been in LA for like four or five years and I was obviously like very jaded at that point but she definitely like wore me down she's like no 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 and so finally one night i think it was like after work at sir we went over to the belmont and she's like he's gonna come meet up with us i was like okay great and he comes (laughs) and meets up with us and he has a girl with him (laughs) and i was like kristen i'm gonna beat your ass what the hell is happening he's got a chick with him and she goes i don't know who that girl is i promise it's not his girlfriend and i was like oh yeah we don't have a fairy tale beginning it wasn't love at first sight well i know i i was it was like "Eh, i was cute I thought you were more than cute and you thought I was more than cute. Let's face it. But no, but we, we did, (laughs) we, we did, we clicked for sure. No, we did. There was some chemistry brewing, but I, I denied it and I stuffed it down deep because I was way too concerned about my professional life here. I just resigned from my job and and I worked for a distributor in Florida, yada, 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 moved out here with $3,000. That's all I had in my little Honda Civic. And I was like, I cannot afford to be distracted with love or a relationship it just felt like it was a, a massive distraction in my pursuit of glory. Yeah. You know? And I had been drugged through the mud by like countless dudes. So I was like, oh, do I really want to date another vapid model actor, dude? I don't think so. So we just like, you know, started like hooking up c- casually for like three months and then caught feelings. And one day I was like, do you want to go to lunch? And I asked him to be my boyfriend. And he's like, I don't know if I'll be a very good one. And I was like, this is good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, his personality. I'm about to so tear up, sweet. guys. I know it's, it's cute. It's not so the most romantic. romantic story. Come on. So, Katie, is this before or after? And I know you've talked about on, this on the show. You had your fall. Yeah, this was after. This was about less than a year after. This is. I met you about uh, six, eight months, eight months after. Are you open to telling the audience about how traumatic that was? I feel like people that watch the show. I know you've talked about it on the show, but I think. You and I had similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Yours was way more traumatic than mine. But afterwards, I had an identity crisis. I don't know if you had the same thing. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror for three years. I mean, yeah, there was there was that aspect of it because of the whole cosmetic, you know, portion of it. But having a traumatic brain injuries is, is altering to your personality for sure. But I was, I mean, after my accident, I was so focused on healing physically that the emotional healing didn't set in for a while. And then it started coming up in forms of, you know, PTSD. I had survivors, survivor's guilt for sure. I had bouts of like depression that would come and go. I didn't handle anger very well. <laughs> yeah, she so had she had like a hairline trigger. Is yeah, that, did I say that right? I just survivor's guilt. I don't know what that is. Essentially, when you survive something, I mean, I fell twenty five feet and had you know I and walked away. I have minimal scarring, and you know, yes, I do have a brain or had a brain injury, but most people wouldn't survive something. How, like how did that. you fall? I was at my friend's house. We went on the roof, and I sat on a skylight, which sounds idiotic it was a big skylight and i wasn't jumping up and down on it i just i sat on like the 
edge of it, basically. And it was an old building. It was old glass. And it just gave. And do you remember waking up? I mean, later on in the hospital. So you don't remember falling? No. You don't remember the ride to the hospital or anything, right? Um, Like in a weird dream like way fever dream there's thank god for trauma amnesia i don't remember any kind of pain i don't remember anything like that but i do have like kind of like flashes in a dream like way of like feeling cold i do almost remember like cutting like my clothes off like they they, they remember them cutting your clothes off like feeling like the cold air on my body like because they had to cut they have to cut your clothes off of you. What about the aftermath? Like, was it as your, your trauma was like crazy, but was the aftermath just as traumatic? Yeah. I mean, I was like, there was so much morphine in my system, leaving my body that like (laughs) in the weeks passing, it was just like, it was so, I was so lethargic and it wasn't really that intense of a time. My mom came and she was like helping me, but I had my jaw wired shut and I was, you know, I had a lot of like ribs that were broken and collarbone that was broken. So I wasn't able to sit up out of bed or do anything. I wasn't able to like shower or wash Somebody my hair. Somebody ordered pancakes. She just sipped the scissor. <laughs> oh, yeah, very oh Kanye West of me. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I had lost some of my teeth in the front of my mouth. So I had like a nice little hole for a straw. I feel like I had a pretty positive attitude about it all. I was just so thankful that I wasn't paralyzed, that, you know, the outcome of it was relatively good, you know, pretty unscathed and just was so focused on just getting back to my life, you know, but once I got back to my life, I didn't feel like whole. I didn't feel like myself, you know, and that took some time to like fully realize and it took years of never really getting back to myself. And that kind of started to come out in different ways and, you know, over time, again, of just anger, short-fused. I have an addiction to lemon, and so does my daughter. So does my husband. We're all a very lemon-oriented family. So We love a good lemon. We do love a good lemon. So when Go Macro launched the Lemon Plus Lemon Bar, I went and got a lot of them because one, Michael gets so hypoglycemic when we travel. And two, now that I have a daughter going on an airplane, she has to have snacks. I get hypoglycemic because I have to yeah. carry everybody's shit through the airport. I have you, to carry can't, you can't do anything without snacks. So the lemon and lemon launch is very exciting because they have a bunch of different flavors. They're all nut-free. They have this oatmeal chocolate chip, a maple sea salt. They also have a sunflower butter and chocolate. But the lemon right now is my jam. Go Macro Bars are a mother and daughter-owned company, which is really cool. They're based in a rural community. And what I love about them is they're perfect for the podcast because all of their stuff is simple, high quality. It's certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, and soy-free. I love how it's soy-free. I've talked about this a lot. I don't like to give Zaza a bunch of soy. So that's that's a big one for me. You have to check out their Lemon Plus Lemon Bar. It is so good. It's like a freshly squeezed lemonade on a hot sunny day. And I think there's lemon in it, like crispy puffed brown rice and some rich 
buttery organic cashew butter. Absolutely delicious. 10 grams of protein. It is such a win. You're going to get your hands on Go Macro's new Lemon Plus Lemon Macro Bar by going to gomacro.com and using promo code SKINNY for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $50. I would get two boxes because you need one for your significant other and your kid if you're a mom and then one for yourself. And then you put a camera on it to like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. double down on everything you're going through and they get every little thing and then edit it together. Yep. I, I do think it's important as a viewer of the show for people to understand that it's a it's a 30 minute or an hour show. I mean, they're not they're, that's all they're seeing of a whole life and a whole like wh- what you just said, this whole story that you've gone through even before being on the show. Yeah. Yeah. There's a you're lot seeing- of backstory there. Yeah. yeah. You're seeing um, slices of usually the highest and the lowest moments of our lives and some stuff in between. But yeah, it's polarized. And uh, yeah, we like to think that it's just one facet of our multifaceted gemstone of personality. <laughs> let me let me ask you guys this. Because when you all start, obviously you're going in as a really tight group, which is what I think makes this show great. Because so many shows go and they put these people together and it's like, who the hell is that? I don't know who that is. But you guys like were actually all friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like best friends, right? I think that was yeah. the secret. Amongst other things, so many great things came together, you know, lightning in a bottle. But one, I think one of the keys to the show's success is that deep well of history to pull from. We were all dating each other. Honestly, before we started filming, it was worse. It was it more was- dramatic. <laughs> It was a never-ending nightmare of highs and lows. If anything, we we sort of sort of tamed down, you know, a little bit once Tell the show us something started. untamed that happened before the show. How can anything more like like what? How well, can anything well, happen before that? Well, not- when Jax was dating Stassi, <laughs> oh yeah, and then Jax, you Tom Jax- was dating Kristen, and I was dating Katie. So it's like these three best friends hanging out with three best friends, and like we always sort of inherited and adopted each other's quarrels and, and, and fights. And it was just a never ending, strange, like love triangle. Yeah. Uh, I remember one, one night me and Stassi were like, let's have a girl's night in at, at the apartment that Jackson Stassi shared. And we're like, okay, yay. And then Tom and Jackson said they were going to have a guy's night out and they were going to pregame at Jack's and Stassi's place where we were hanging out. And they were like having shots together in front of me and Stassi at our, in our, you know, when we were trying to like have our nice, quiet girls night in. And we were like, what the fuck are these guys doing in front of us? And they were like, they were making these shots called relationship enders in front of us, kind of <laughs> like really kind of like taunting us almost. And then they proceeded to like go to the the Hudson. And we were what like- What is a relationship ender shot? Oh, um, I actually remember the it was recipe. like four loco. So I like, jo- like it, you know, I was being, I was just joking around. I'm being facetious. You but were I was like, I'm going to name us. this one the relationship ender. It was, <laughs> by the way, I don't drink four locos, but that night we had a four loco. So I utilized it. It was four loco. It was acai juice, soda water, and a little bit of tequila. Why didn't you bring those? <laughs> Next time. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, we made them. And sorry to steal the ending of your story. Okay. But later well, that well, that's that's important to no, the story. No, I needed to know, no, I needed to know what a relationship well, ender was. Story. So then they like, they just, they're like, all right, peace out. We're going to the Hudson. And me and Saucy look at us. They're like, first of all, not only did they hijack our time and our like girls night in, they antagonize us by like pre-gaming their night out and like making these stupid shots called relationship enders. We're going to go show up. We're, why don't we go show up at their cute little guy's night out? And so we showed up at the Hudson and we're like, hi, guys. 
this was all before the show and they were not happy to see us the hudson and used to then, go off back in the day she's 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 missing then we broke up that night so they do work the relationship ender is very potent <laughs> so and effective re- why don't you bottle a tequila called tom tom's relationship ender <laughs> that's a that, no you, you, call it, you guys can we hang out so nice test, yeah. Test, yeah 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 the co- test the recipe i'm about to go home and make some tonight <laughs> <laughs> so when did you guys get approached to be on the show and immediately did you want to be on the show i it seems like it took tom longer to lean into wanting to be on the show well because the show was a spin-off of you know, Lisa being on the Rallises of the Beverly of Beverly Hills. So they had called like a staff meeting at Sir and we didn't know what it was about. I thought it was because we were about to open up the lounge at Sir. And Lisa was there and Natalie was there and Guillermo and they're like, so we're gonna be doing a show here with, you know, we want the staff involved, we want you guys involved. So we want to be talking to you, anyone who is interested. I need a detail. Were you wearing the outfits that, like, what? what the Sandra Pay dresses? Yeah. Are you wearing the Sandra Pay dresses <laughs> at wow. that time? Yeah. No, we were just wearing. It was just a okay, meeting. Go ahead. But, but those were being. <laughs> but, those were in rotation. But yeah, we did wear those Saturday nights. But I remember um, they, one thing I loved. Like, they just was so striking about those. They, oh. You could put them in your hand and squeeze it, and it yeah. fully fits. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say you could put you could put the ass. Of all the girls in your hand, and it was just like a nice hard no. I will say though, my first, my when I first started working there, I had the regular dress that we wore every other night, and then it was my first, you know, shift working a Saturday night, and it's like I need the the Saint Tropez dress, the Saturday night dress, and he handed it to me <laughs> in just his fist and handed it to me, and I was like. Is there anything else? He knows what he did in the dress. Is there anything else? And he's like, squished up. He might have used it in the bathroom thinking about you in that dress. (laughs) I mean, like, why does someone hands you a tissue and is like, here's your uniform? There might have been a tissue in it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're sitting in your jeans and your top. We're just sitting there and and, and they're like, so we will be just one-on-one talking to each of you who are interested. Because, you know, it's, there's, not everyone who works there is forced or has to be a part of the show, of course, absolutely. But me and Kristen and Stassi, of course, looked at each other and were like, Haha, The witches yeah. of WeHo. Yeah. Knowing kind of like the story I just told you, the shit that's gone on in our lives with, you know, we're three best friends who are dating three best friends. We're like, yo, they don't even know what they have. So I went first, actually. I, we drew numbers because they didn't know how exactly how to sit us down in what order. I went down first and I was like, you know, they ask questions like, so like, who are you friends with? Who do you date? Or, or who do you hate? Who have you slept with? You know, all those things. And when I sit there and say, like, well, I'm best friends with Chris and Stassi and our, our boyfriends are all best friends and blah, 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 they're just like. We had, we'd essentially shit. filmed Vanderpump Rules before there was Vanderpump Rules, minus yeah. the cameras. Yeah, we were living it. Again, and they just, lightning in a bottle. They didn't even know what was already and happening And is Tom there. at Sir working? He was at Villa Blanca working. Villa Blanca working. So he wasn't working at either places, so that's why he wasn't quite, like, involved right away. And also, I thought I had too much artistic integrity. I was like, no, I'm an actor. I would <laughs> Let's never... Let's hear about the artistic integrity. Okay, first of all, I maybe booked one Southwest commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, you know, I did background on like CSI a few Dis- times. Dis- um, oh yeah. Um, but no, like it, I, no, just in my mind, 
there was still a stigma attached to reality TV, which now it's like everyone that's awesome. I love it. And I have so much respect for it, having done it. But like in that moment in time, like I even though I hadn't had a ton of success in my professional career, you know, commercial acting and print stuff, I still loved it and was very passionate about it. And I felt like that would that would be the end of any any dreams of becoming an actor. By the way, I was not a good actor. I'm still not. Love it still. <laughs> I, you know, I was in the classes. I was taking all kinds of intensives, comedy intensives, and I love it. And I still do love it. But yeah, like I had no real shot at becoming an actor. But in that moment, it, it, it was very high stakes decision, you know? I was like, because I remember this, the irony of me watching shows like The Hills growing up. And, and, and I remember like audibly I was be outspoken about my opinion. I'd be like, this show is awful. I hate shows like this. I would never do a show like that. And in that moment, I jinxed myself because cut to what, 10 years later, and we're doing a show with the same executive producer from The Hills who we yeah. love. Shout out to Bill Langworthy, one of the best to ever do it. We love him at Evolution. Anyways, I think I jinxed myself back when I was watching The Hills. Now I'm going on a tangent. Uh, no, I love this. No, I love this the tangent. I'm obsessed with the tangent. So did you guys get immediately cast? Like when they hear all the different dynamics and spider webs that are happening and everything, are they like, this is, this is, this is uh, it? I mean, it's basically, they yeah. Had to. They I mean, had to. It was I mean, undeniable. Yeah. And it, it readily, like it just, it, it revealed itself in, in such a, 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 a dramatic, fabulous way. Like, you know. Let me tell you why. I mean, like someone like me, I probably had the same kind of outlook on reality TV growing up as you did. We, we all like you similar age. You fucking love no, Housewives. But let me say. <laughs> Don't fucking lie. No, th- no, I do now. I'm, I'm, I'm in the world now. I'm in it. But a show like yours for someone like me, I was on the outside, like that sucks you into that because you cannot, like it's on no offense, but it is such a shit show. What's going on? There's so many different he crazy characters. tea, watching, po- like eating popcorn. I'm, He's, I sit there looking at him, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What? I'm like, how'd this happen? How'd this happen? Like what's going on? I'm like, I'm in it. I would argue that you guys have two of the best reality show villains that I've ever seen. Jax and James. Yeah, I would, I would agree with yeah. you hundred percent. Jax is, you know, he is one. You of can't the, write these people. Yeah, I know. No, he's in it, like. I mean, Jax. I've been friends with him, you know, a long time, and there's only one Jax Taylor on the planet. <laughs> yeah, like I remember. I, he always. I always am reminded of that quote from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when he's talking about his lawyer as a high-powered mutant, never even considered for mass production. <laughs> he just. He's a one of a kind, and he's. I. I mean, I could go on for Jax about hours, but anyways, you're saying Jax is. Jax is great. He's great. Tell us a story about when you and Tom and Jax lived together. Didn't you guys all live together? Me, well, me, Sandoval, and Kristen lived together. Oh, tell us a story but about wait, that. wait, you and Jax Oh, and, and Jack. Tom. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I met Tom on Craigslist. I'll give yeah, you like, I want the background. So I, I met Tom on Craigslist, roommate-seeking roommate. We ended up, I, I didn't know anybody in L.A. Packed everything in my 2003 Honda Civic. It was between Tom and a stripper. yeah. And she was she was the more financially stable, like the safe choice. But he took he took a gamble on me because we had the same initials. No joke. So, Is that true? Yeah, he's like, I don't know. I just felt a connection with you. Um, yeah. So and then you know, within two months, you know, Jackson ended up moving in, and Tom, you know, came to me and he's like, Hey, I think one of my buddies from back in the old school modeling days, Miami's in a movie with us, and I'll never forget what I said in that moment. I was like, As long as he's not too big of a presence. And then in walks the loudest mother effer that I've ever met in my life. The human yellow Hummer 
Jax Taylor. <laughs> and um, we hit it off immediately, though. And yeah, He had a sheet was. for a wall yeah. in the living room. Yeah. And he, he pulled how so many girls. You know what, Michael Bostic? What? I feel like I'm getting smarter with Policy Genius. Finally learning something, huh? Yes. Policy Genius is insane. I think everyone needs to check this out, especially with Father's Day coming up. There's also Flag Day, National Yo-Yo Day, a lot's going on. But Policy Genius makes it easy to cross life insurance off your list. We've talked about this before. Lauren and I both got new policies right when our baby was born. God forbid the unimaginable happens and you're sitting there wondering, will my child, will my family, will my wife, will my significant other, will my husband be taken care of when I'm gone? Life insurance is an easy thing to do to make sure that at least financially they'll be okay. For young people too, it's also extremely cost-effective. So now is the time to look into it. I'm not even kidding you guys. Michael was on policygenius.com like when I was giving birth. What you're going to do is you're going to get started because it's so easy. First, you head to policygenius.com. And then in minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need. And you can compare all these personalized quotes to find your best price. Then when you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team is going to handle my favorite part, all the paperwork and scheduling for free. And I think this is important to note that Policy Genius never is going to sell your information to other companies and they don't add on extra fees like a lot of other companies do. And here's another reason why Policy Genius is so great. They make it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurance all in one place. Why compare? You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare the policies. Life insurance is smart. I mean, it provides a tax-free lump sum of money to your loved one after deaths. You can make sure that they're able to pay everyday bills, children's college costs, or for me, my facialist. Sorry, Michael Bostic. Okay, so you're going to head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. It was never a deterrent. He had, yeah, he had the. I mean, he's a handsome man. He's so, super handsome. Okay, this is like way backstory, but I, when I first launched the blog in, I think it was like 2010, I was looking for girls to interview, and no one would say yes to me because I was like, no one knew what the blog was. So I would go on Facebook and like find girls to interview and get their diet tips and tricks and secrets, and so. Nikki Davison, who I think you know, yeah, I, yeah. I I was friends with her on Facebook, and I see like Stassi pop up on like her like remember they had like the the top eight or like your favorites like back in the day, yeah. yeah. So I click Stassi, and I'm like, oh, this girl's perfect. Like she's beautiful, she's so cute. I'm gonna reach out and email her. And for some reason, I'm like, this girl's gonna be famous. Email her all the questions. She sends them back to me. And then I started stalking her. And I'm like, oh, my God, her boyfriend is so cute. <laughs> I'm like, he looks so normal and cool. And, like, he has it together. Like, this guy is so cute. Jax. So you like way later when you guys have the show, this is like five years later. And it was just, like, so wild to see the evolution of that. Yeah. I don't know if I was right about him being so st- Stable together. <laughs> He's come a long way. I'll say that from where he was ten years ago. But he, it, it feels, it feels like I don't know if I believe in destiny, but like people like Jax, I feel like he was destined to be on reality TV. He was meant to be. He really shines the brightest on reality TV. And Stassi 
and Bob, I don't feel like I'm great on reality TV. You're amazing. Well, you know the best thing about Jax, I mean, he's like, was, I mean, he's fit for reality. He's such a crazy character. But then when James came on, it was like, almost like, how did these two crazy people, it, it's almost unbelievable because they're both so, I mean, I mean this in the best way, they're both so fucking out there and all of a sudden they're in there and they're both so unself-aware that they're both so out there and they're, it, it's just a wild. When they first met like years ago, now like again, they've both come so far, like put so much work into themselves. You know, James is sober now. He's like, he's blowing up DJing. But like back in the day, yeah, he was a loose cannon and he's so lippy. He's got the <laughs> sharpest tongue ever. And him versus Jax was always just like a sight to behold. He also has such a sharp jawline. <laughs> oh, I've never yeah. seen a sharper jawline. And that's a, that is a compliment. He, like people go and get their jaw filled to look like James's jaw. Goals. Yeah, goals. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But Jax, is, Jax and James were so much alike in ways. I think that's why they like butted heads. Like in... Yes. It makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. So going back to when you guys get casted, did you guys know when you got casted what you were getting into? And did you know how big the show was going to be? And what, like, what are you guys thinking when you start filming? I would love to know, like, the evolution of, like, when you started to now. I mean, there's no way to know what you're getting into. Absolutely not. There's no manual for this shit. We just knew that we had to just live our lives, be complete open books. We knew that we, what we told them about our lives was the reason why they were interested. And so we had to just do the damn, do the damn thing. I think you guys, was, I don't know if it was unspoken or spoken, but there was a more or less like a pact, like we're going all in on this, at least with them all, like everybody, the, the primary cast, I was on the fence, wary, unsure. Per usual. But yeah, they all were like, they were, you guys were all in. Yeah. We were just like, we're just going to fucking do this. Like, like we're just going to try to, you know, I mean, we weren't going to like try to make a good show. We were just like, we're just, we just have to like live as authentically as possible. That's the only way that this show is going to ever be successful. So after the first season comes out, you guys go back to your jobs, living your normal life. When when do you guys both remember a time when you had an epiphany like, oh my God, people are watching this? It's a, it's a great question. And I had so many, like for the first three years, I didn't, I didn't really make much money and I was still yeah. kind of on the fence about being on the show. But, you know, I was still bartending, doing like catering jobs and stuff. And people will slowly over, after like season two, Mm-hmm. They started recognizing me. And it's a weird place to be in being semi-famous, but still working like customer <laughs> yeah. service jobs, still bartending, serving, which is fine. I love I love that industry. People like started to get this. There would be this tone of like, what, what are you, aren't you that guy on the show? That show's like huge. Why, why are you bartending? Why are you serving? Even though we're, everyone on the show is servers. Still, it was just, I don't know. It was a very strange. They expect you to be way more well off at that something, point. Something, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Because I was, I was the only one who didn't really work in the restaurant. But it was a it was a weird time for me. I felt lost. Yeah. And I'm very, yeah. That was the most lost I've ever felt in LA as the show was blowing up. Um, it's hard to pinpoint the exact moment. Because, yeah, there, it was like a sort of like slow build of like, yeah. When people like started recognizing when you go out, they would, they would, would recognize you but wouldn't place you right away they'd be like did, did we go to you, high school did together? you go to cal poly and i'm yeah. like no and are they'd they be nice like, or are they yeah yeah no, nice. but they like they wouldn't know where they recognize you from and then they'd like 
where do I know you from? And they're like, oh, do you watch Bravo? <laughs> you know, and they were like, oh my God. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but. Um, it took off season I two. Think, I think when it was like got really crazy when you realize is when it caught the attention of like people like Chrissy Teigen. And or, like, Rihanna. Rihanna, like, like, like celebrities, like people that I admired for so, so long and was fans of when they became fans. That's when I was like, Oh my God! Like this is I think, really I think surreal. SNL did a skit, um, yeah. uh, alluding to like to Jax. Jax was, you know, they had a Jax character. I forget the skit, but that was a huge moment, a game changing moment. When it started com- popping up in like pop culture, sort of yeah, things we like that, like parodied in that way. Like that's when it started like Whoa. more mainstreamed that way. And everyone at some point in their lives, well, I think most people go through a scenario with their friends like, oh my God, we should be on TV. Or like, oh my God, what if we had our own, <laughs> what if they filmed us, like your group of friends, and all of a sudden it was happening and um, it was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. about a moment where it was like so much recognition at once? Like, like people like coming up to you like a mob almost. Was there anything like that? Or what, is it more like people come up to you like slowly here and there or they're shy. Well, the, we did do something called a Vandercrawl in New York. <laughs> oh, that was, a, that was our Beatles moment. And it was, uh, tell me about that. I want to know like every single so detail. It was, I think it was after like what season four maybe. And it was, yeah, Bravo did it as like a promotion. And we did in New York around, I think it was around the West Village. Yeah. We went to like four different bars and they invited people or people could buy tickets. And we literally did a bar crawl. And you guys are just drinking with everybody? Yeah, and bartending. And bartending. Okay. Yeah, yeah, slinging so drinks, hanging out. But like it was hanging out. madness. There was a thousand there people was, in line screaming our names. It was so jolting. I felt like a Backstreet Boy. Yeah. I felt like Britney Spears. Like yeah. it was, it was, that was a surreal moment where we had like security, where we had like, something like that and it was wild it was did you like it i because i did feel i did feel safe it was it was really cool what if you guys are sitting down eating dinner and you're you're in a deep conversation and someone comes up to you let me do an example I never do this (laughs) i never i never would do this but me and my daughter were just sitting over there, and my daughter is such a big fan. Do you mind taking a selfie? Of course, I, I have, like I have no boundaries. I listen. Yeah. I work, you know, I work at Tom Tom Pump, sir. Like I, that, that's like one. I have no boundaries. You can come up to me. I'll take a shot with you. We can talk about life. Tell me your problems. Um, Katie's a little better at setting boundaries, but I, yeah. I'm so grateful. You might as well. I enjoy. I'm, I'm grateful because I'm not who knows good. when it could end. So we we're enjoying the, the it's wave a good attitude we've been riding. And uh, it's not that I'm not grateful. It's not that that. Yeah, but, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's sometimes it's not that. I, but it's not that. It's just like sometimes when it's like when it is that I'm like literally eating food. <laughs> You know, it's like that's when that's the only time when I'm I sitting would, there yeah, trying to eat my food. And if you're looking like a homeless person and you just look like so gross, and then you don't care. I, I don't necessarily don't mind care. that, but um, the one time you say no, they will go to Twitter or social media yeah. and they will talk about it and they will make you look like an asshole and then it picks up. Stassi came on the podcast and said that she never said no once besides this one time that she was like at an airport and she just felt so ugly and hungover and she said she said just not right now and she said I think they went to Twitter. Yeah. I mean but the thing is I don't think people understand is that sometimes like you have bad days or sometimes you're on your period and you feel like utter shit and like you just want to put your head down and not be bothered you know 
it's not that you're not grateful or anything like that. It's just that like we have really bad days or sometimes you're just like feeling really sad and depressed. And, if they get know. any sense of you being irritated or anything, some, by the way, I'm generalized. These are generalizations, but like there's always a, like if they sense that you're annoyed that you ask them, there's an immediate like, who the fuck do you think you are? You're just a reality douche. Like give it up. Like it, they, they'll turn on you generalizing here, but some people I'll qualify it. Some people will turn on you so fast from like, oh my God, I love the show to like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, But it has nothing to do with that. It yeah. just has something to do with just like, I'm just feeling really, really in a, in a bad way today and I just need to like be left alone. That's Katie every day. Ah, <sighs> you know what's good, Michael? I don't know, Lauren. That, that, that noise can be interpreted multiple ways. Okay, it's not you. It's actually Bev, okay? Bev Wine. You guys have to try Bev. It's a female-first canned wine brand that was founded to change not only the way a product is consumed, but the way an industry and culture have operated for generations. I brought this to Erica at Fashion Lush on Instagram, bachelorette party. All the girls were obsessed. We all opened them. We were drinking them straight out of the can. We put a pixie straw in each of them. What I like about it, though, is I haven't found a lot of canned rosés that are dry. And this is not overly sweet, okay? It's dry. It's fizzy. It's crisp. It's refreshing. They have all different kinds of varietals. I personally like the rosé one, but they also have Sauve Blanc, Pinot Gris, and Pinot Noir, as well as this limited edition extra fizzy sparkling white wine. So you get a lot of different kinds. I think it's so great to bring to a bachelorette party or a bridal shower. All Bev Rosé has zero sugar, three carbs, and 100 calories per serving. And each can, it's like a mini can, is actually a glass and a half of wine. So they can sneak up on you. I'm telling you, like 24 pack is equal to like eight bottles of wine, which is so wild. Bev is efficient, of course, but Bev also ships straight to your door and the shipping is always free. We interviewed the founder and we worked out an exclusive deal with her for All Skinny Confidential podcast listeners. That episode's coming soon. You're going to receive 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders. I personally suggest trying their best-selling ladies' night variety pack so you can see all the flavors and taste them. Do a wine tasting with your friends. You're going to go to drinkbev.com slash skinny or use code skinny at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V.com slash skinny. Cheers. No, it's not. Oh my <laughs> God. That's what Michael would say about me. Let me ask you this. As this is growing, because you guys are all starting out as just best friends, like I would say normal people, quotations, like we're just everyday people. <laughs> but how do you start managing personalities and egos? It's almost like you, re you referenced the Beatles, but it almost is like a band where it's like you start together, <laughs> but then there's different trajectories for different people. It's like, hey, you're trying to like all keep it together, keep the cast, keep the show together. Well, people are trying to do their own thing. Like, how do you guys manage all that? Do you guys all get together and have a meeting or is it like everyone for themselves? Like, fuck it. Like, how, how does that all transpire? I mean, I feel like Everyone has tried to keep the the show or everyone's tried to r recognize that like the show comes first. The show is what keeps everyone else's, you know, shit moving. And so to not get bigger than that or to get bigger than anyone else and like to keep, you know, some kind of sense of camaraderie, we don't get together and like 
It's not like, hey guys, <laughs> the Monday meeting we're all trying. Yeah. yeah, I don't think no. anyone. Uh, well, you know, even though there's clearly diff- there's clearly stars on the show who shine brighter than others, but it is an ensemble. And when we're filming, yeah, people yeah. people manage their egos, and uh, you know, the, we like the, again, there's an unspoken rule, sometimes spoken, that you just you know, you put it all out there. You don't censor yourself. Mm-hmm. And while we're filming, all is fair and love and war and Vanderpump rules, you know? But after that, you know, shine as bright as you want. You know, everyone's got their... Once once the cameras are shut down and the season's over, then, uh, yeah, people's yeah people's egos do flare up in different ways sometimes. I want to talk about both of your entrepreneurial journeys. I guess I'll start with Tom. When, At what point did you decide you wanted to partner with Lisa and Tom and do this restaurant? Was it an idea that you and Tom had together and you approached Lisa? How did it come about? It happened after our wedding, our first wedding, which was lovely. But um, Lisa came to us and proposed the idea of partnering up a restaurant in West Hollywood, probably my favorite city in the world. But in that moment, I just, I was so overwhelmed emotionally and exhausted. I declined I can't believe I said no to Lisa Vanderpump. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. I don't know if they ever aired that part, but I, I said respectfully no. And then, you know, we met again a few weeks later when I had time to rest and I wasn't brutally hungover. And we agreed to it. And yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was kind of Why scary. did you say no the first time? I just... Artistic integrity again? Or, I, yeah. <laughs> I felt like I had been working my whole life to get out of the food and beverage industry, you know, that makes sense. it was always a means to an end. And then I felt like, an, it felt like a, not a, it felt like another sentence of maybe five to 10, 20, who knows. But, you know, as I had more time to think about it, I realized what a great possibly once in a lifetime opportunity is to get to work with the great Lisa Vanderpump and Ken Todd and have a bar in West Hollywood, like a city that's so near and dear to me in one of the coolest locations. Yeah, like one of the best locations. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, and, and yeah, so I'm so happy in hindsight, we did say yes, even though, you know, we're minority stakeholders. It, it was an opportunity to get my foot in the door to learn. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I did it because it's been so rewarding in so many ways, not necessarily financially, but like, you know, I've, I've, I've just had such a great experience in there. And it's, it's also been a catalyst for other areas of my life professionally, you know? It sort of woke me up. I think I was in a professional slumber. I don't know. Rip Van we Winkle? Don't, we, don't, <laughs> we don't have to go down that. We don't have to dissect that, but... Yeah, I, I just You're not in a professional slumber anymore. I mean, I think it's the hottest restaurant in LA. It's got to like be one of the most known places in, in the city now. People, I'm, I see people driving by and pointing at that restaurant all the time. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I'm eternally grateful. I, I go in there and I, I talk to everyone in there and I'm like, thank you so much. I'm so grateful that people continue to come in because you guys know this is Los Angeles. There's just some of the best chefs the best bartenders, the best restaurateurs in the world come here. So it's hyper competitive. So to be even mentioned, you know, on a regular basis or know that people are coming out of town to see us is really cool. Tom's a real humble guy. Yeah. You got a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You got a good one. He's being so modest. No, no it's, I'm, I'm just being honest. It's it's yeah. really cool. You have your podcast. Yeah. You also told me earlier that you had launched lipsticks. Yeah, this was, well, we did like, when we had Pucker and Pow, I wanted to try what it would be like to have like a product. So we launched it with Julie Hewitt, who's like makeup artist and the lipstick queen herself. And so we did that just like a limited run of, of lipsticks. And it sold and, out, right? Yeah. Of course. But it was just like, it was just like a fun thing. So, you know, just to play around with products. I'm like, I'm always like uh, trigger shy when it comes to stuff like that, because I'm definitely like risk adverse and scared of failing at things because I'm not necessarily perfectionist, but when I do things, I want to do them very well. 
you know. I see that. you. I feel like you two are the friend that everyone goes to to help plan their party and their baby shower. And like you, you're, it seems like you're very organized and detail oriented. Yeah. <laughs> it can become, it can become a cop out though. Like perfectionism, at least in my life, like uh, there's so many things I've wanted to do and I just felt like I wasn't going to be able to execute the way I wanted to. And they're now they're just lost dusty notes in my iPhone. And it, <laughs> like this year I'm getting rid of my inner critic. He's taking a year off. I'm going to go for it. Wait, I don't want to make this about me. You talk now. No, I love this. This <laughs> yeah. is like therapy. Per- I yeah. get the perfectionism thing. And Michael's like more like Tom. Like he's like, come on, like do it. And, and it's like, no, it need, like I need this detail right in this detail. Mm-hmm. But we would like like some kind of makeup kit from you. Because your makeup's always on point. Check out Thanks. those brows. Yeah. I know, the brows. That's the. I think that's the first thing I asked you when I saw you in person. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, okay, well, I do get a little help. I do have some microblading going on, but minimal. I mean, my I've I I was born with a unibrow. What can I say? No, you look like you almost like have like a ponytail lift. They look so good. You <laughs> What's know, a ponytail lift? You know how Bella Hadid and Gigi Hadid have like the cat eye lift. Oh. Like it looks like you like have Lala. Them. Does Lala have that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's, a na- it's a natural thing, isn't it? Or is it a? Uh, it depends who it is. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, the, they're going it. to Twitter now. Yeah, I'm running, running, running to Twitter. No, <laughs> but I think I think I think I do need to do some kind of brow kit. I think that should be my next thing. I told her that it should open and sing "Raise Your Glass." <laughs> like you open it, like, like one a, of those birthday cards. Yes, yes, please. Can I sing "Raise Your Raise Your Brow"? brow. <laughs> your Your Arch. I would love to know something that you guys have learned from Lisa or you love about Lisa. It's so crazy that you're her partner, but you I feel like you guys are also friends with her and you work for her or you did work for her. You work with her with the show. What's something you love or something she's taught you? This is well, this is oh man, I don't know how satisfying an answer this is going to be because it's kind of vague. <laughs> but I think she's just she's been a, a spark, a professional spark. Am I just watching her? You know, she's got like four shows going right now. Mm-hmm. She's got Vanderpump Dogs. She has four restaurants. She has multiple charities going. She has so many things going on. It, 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 just looking at her, I, I had to, I had to stop and, and, and take stock of what was going on in my life professionally. I'm like, man, you need to step your game up. Yeah. Step your game up. Because I, I, I'm a big momentum guy, and I, I, I lose momentum. I've lost momentum several times over the past few years, but I feel like I got it back now. I thrive with momentum. Yeah. No, she's it's like she's somebody that I constantly feel like a little ragged doll around. Like I feel like a little ragamuffin around her. Oh, because she's always dressed up. <laughs> she's like I never see her with a single hair out of place, like ever. But yeah, she's just I feel like always just like very inadequate. But I mean, just in terms of like what I admire about her is a lot about her marriage with like Ken and the integrity that they both have with one another and they always say make sure you say i love you every single day and i miss my i love you today from you i sent you like a huge thing of flowers today like a huge one you know i mean that's that's when like you know <laughs> quick to forget she <laughs> jesus we joke saying our first wedding I, I say as our wedding i mean we did kind of fuck up with our license didn't really kind of get officially filed <laughs> initially but you were married but like we were as married. a viewer I'm like they're you know, married you, you guys are married we were married 
In our hearts. In, in, our, our, in our heart and shit. heads, which is the main thing. But we got that sorted out. But she officiated our wedding. But we went through a lot. But she was, you know, imparted a lot of wisdom on how to, you know, make it last. To build a beautiful People lesson. are such fucking hall monitors. You didn't get a license. You know, who gives a shit? I don't, you know what? Uh-oh. If you guys told me that you were married and you I don't give a shit. If, if no one knew that, they wouldn't even hall think anything of it. So. Me and my husband, we got it. We got it. We got Wait, a license right away. what's the hall monitor in Harry sh- Potter's name? The one that like storms through the halls and is like checking the halls. Oh, I'm a late adopter to Harry Potter, so I'm not going to get the reference. Listen, back in my day, I'm going to have to Google it. Get the homeowners got beat the fuck up. It's like, don't be snitching. <laughs> There's too many characters, and I can't. Hall monitor Harry Potter. Hold on, please hold. You know that's one like uh, cancel hall monitors. That's that, that's I'm all about Argus that. Argus Finch. Oh, yeah, quit yeah, yeah. Nice. being Argus Finch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to know. A lot of people look to you guys as look up to your relationship. I feel like you guys have been through all different kinds of things. What are your key secrets to a relationship? I think it's to, to continue to date each other. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't feel like you have the other person fully figured out. That's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Like, um, <laughs> let them, let them grow and evolve. And well, like just, we, and we still struggle with this, but like, you know, but keeping the romance alive is key because it's so easy just to defer to our default mode of living together where we just like kind of speak gibberish nonsense. We don't really do anything. We watch a show together. We barely communicate. We talk to the dogs more than we actually talk to each other, which is great. My favorite thing in life to do with Katie is nothing. I love it. But we, um, but that's we, a secret. That's a secret what you just said though. But we, being able yeah. to do nothing with someone. Yeah. Yeah, but we make points to like do things together, like to go out to dinner, to yeah. be like to date each other, to go on like dates with each other together and to keep things interested. To also like, you know, be interested in the other, you know, hobbies. We have we have each other's things, you know, our our own independence, our own identities. Yeah. What are your you hobbies? Know? Tell us your hobbies. Ooh, Katie. Put her on the spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's mine good. are lame. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. They're not lame. Well, I mean, I like I like to do like Legos. <laughs> Michael loves hey, Legos. Listen to me. <laughs> like, when I get super stressed out, I'll go and buy yeah. a bunch of Legos and just sit I, there. That That's was, her meditation. It is. Yeah. It's like it's like very like cathartic to me. To, I like I like to do things with my hands. Like that's sort of like it's my like. Therapy I call her Bub Villa. Do. She's very handy. Oh, I love. Yeah, I like. To, I, I um, thought you meant like you like to give a hand job when you said that. <laughs> no, I mean handy. like. But hand even, jobs like, are back now. By the way, people would make fun of me because there's like you're always like folding laundry. Folding to me, like I work in um retail and like i loved being able to fold things because it was like again kind of like that perfectionist thing our house isn't meticulous at all like it's kind of cluttered it's always like a little bit messy things it's pretty clean. but when but when i fold let me tell you I fold, do you want to come over i fold it's like a motherfucker i'm gonna need your folding <laughs> tips and also to keep the romance alive can we talk about how michael rolled over yesterday and goes you want to poke? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, well, listen, that here. is where we're at in no, our marriage. Here's what happened. Like, I would like a poke, Tom. I looked at her I like a poke. and I, I got a little like wild hair. You got a chub. And she was like, I'm doing my launch. And I'm like, oh, and then like, <laughs> then, it, then she waited too long and it was over. But Do you, I, that is not romantic saying, do you want to poke? Here's like, the thing. The worst part about like sex in any, in any point in life is the initiation, in my opinion. Yeah. But like, especially during marriage initiation, oh, we have to take our pants it's, off and stuff. Like, come on. Really hard. Well, it's been really hard in in this like quarantine lockdown, where it's like it's different when you like you've spent a day apart. You're do, you know you're busy, and then you come back together, and you're like, hey, when you've just been sitting around all day, how do you like 
you know, flip the switch and all of a sudden you're like, hey. You say, you say you want to poke. poke. Yeah. Thank you. You know, how else do you like, <laughs> you just like spin no, around and you, like. I you, just kind of lay there and <laughs> present. You do, you do do that. Actually, when I, I get out of the shower, you just lay there. Is it like, okay, I'm trying to, no, I'm trying to visualize. You see it? Okay, it's you on his back. Let me, let me show as you right. easy as possible with his boxers to his, um, to his knees. So he doesn't even take a full boxer off. That's no, that's so, not true. These things, uh, <laughs> yesterday, in the, yesterday was a little wild. You're gonna re, you're gonna regret um, not taking that poke one day. You're gonna say, "Fuck, I should have no, taken that I extra poke." Know, like uh, you could grab a nipple. Well, one day I'm gonna be like, neck, one day I'm gonna be like eighty something years arm, old. Like fucking something, Michael. What, what's your what's your conversion rate with the cold open? Do you want to poke? Honestly, it's pretty good. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not. I, I was surprised you said no. I just don't love that word. It feels like I'm fucking you know like a fifty year old. One like, of my favorite on. books is this book called Lonesome Dove, and it's about these. Like, I won't get into it, but they they always they call these things pokes, right? They just kind of want to poke. And I was like, oh, I kind of feel a little, I just moved to Texas. I'm feeling a little like Western. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, like cowboy, I'll get a poke. You know? I dig it. Hey, little lady, you want to poke? What are you what? saying, Derek, out there, Taylor? What happened to the you need to rally? No, one of my stepmom's tips. Taylor, if you don't turn your fucking mic on yeah, when you're Taylor, talking to this show, I'm going to come back there and smack you in the head. <laughs> you're going to get a poke in another way. <laughs> so uh, Taylor's referring to the fact that I said on the podcast that my stepmom's advice on relationships is I, I came, I used to bartend for like five years. And so I would come home at, at like one in the morning. You know how tired you are after you're fucking yeah. wor- working and dealing with all the personalities and everyone's cosmopolitan at 34 and blah, 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 blah. You come home and you're tired and he would want to have sex. And God forbid. So I called my stepmom and I'm like, oh, please, it's like so tired. Just like, what do I do with that? She's going to be like, just don't do it, sweetie. She goes, Lauren, you rally. Hey, you might need a, a refresher course with her. So now I rally. But last night, the poke, like, I was just like, okay. Like, All right. Go beat me. I got to be honest. If I saw myself last night looking like that, I would have maybe turned me down too. It was <laughs> okay. it was not my best. So look. Go, I want to know Katie's relationship. Yeah. Are you looking at two people who are just glazed over right now? Yeah, we're like, like <laughs> yeah, we've been super we're lazy. Like, yeah. uh-huh. We're streaky. We're like, but yeah, we're hot. We're, we're hot. Yeah, we're like, we, uh-huh, sure. It's been an ongoing thing that we talk about. I'm sorry yeah. you have to have the image no. of me with my boxers on my knees. Like. <laughs> I was picturing the Al Bundy where you're just chilling. No, like, people, like, yeah, oh, that's, that'd be hotter yeah. than the poke. Anything, yeah. anything Al, at this Al point. Al Bundy's such a legend. <laughs> have we sent you guys woo in a vibrator? I I have. I, I, procured, I procured, one, procured one myself. Okay, good. What's your relationship tip? You said date yourself. Date. Or date each other. <laughs> date, and I date myself as well. I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty damn good at it. It's but yeah, great. like be like, I think, I think, I think making yourself interesting to the other person as well. So like, like keeping your like own shit going on too. I think, I think when you become too much like a unit, like what else is there? I'm sorry. I think, it, I think yeah. when I look at people that become so much of a couple, I'm like, Ooh, like what do you, don't you it's, guys get bored? It's with admirable each other? on some level, but yeah, sometimes people lose too much of themselves. That can be dangerous. Fall in love with yourself all over again, you know, mm-hmm. reconnect with Schwartz, reconnect with Maloney. And then it'll only go to fortify yeah. the, the, the marriage. Right. So I think, I think, I think that, I mean, it might not have a lot to do with the relationship, because I think your relationship with yourself is most important. And I think that makes you better for your relationship with the other person, honestly. And then, yeah, I think. Yeah, love your, love yourself sounds so cheap. It's almost like trite now, you know, it's like a buzzword. But I mean, it's true. You got to put work into yourself. It's, it's hard to be in a loving, it's hard to be in a loving, balanced relationship if you really 
are struggling with some inner demons are, you know, I'm not making light of, you know, any mental illnesses people are dealing with. But Poor Tom has to give a disclaimer for everything he <laughs> says. What has people done on Twitter? What is- I'm going to get on Twitter and fuck people up. I'm a neutered dog. Oh my God, I feel bad. He has to give a disclaimer <laughs> for everything. I'm a neutered He's Tom. always been like this. God, okay. Yeah, that's true. This is, this is not because of Twitter or social media. No, but listen, you guys are put under an, a different type of microscope than most people. Like, it's just, it's just a fact. It's just true. Like, things you say, even things you've said on this show, people will pull clips and they'll pull it out of, like... Lauren and I could say wild shit all day and be like, whatever, podcast, who gives a yeah. fuck? But you guys say anything and it is just like, it's it's out there. Yeah, no, yeah. they're totally going to do it. It's yeah, okay. For sure. It's okay. And we but love a good roast. We're all for it. Like, I yeah. love getting roasted. And again, you know, some people should be held accountable for things they say, but it just goes, it just gets too... There are people who have made careers creating social accounts just based off what you guys fucking say. Like, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it'd be fun about. to do a, a Vanderpump roast, like get all, the whole cast and do a roast on each person. That would be so fun. <laughs> it'd be Terrifying. Fun. That would be a good We did idea. that with Jax like season three and it yeah. was really fun. He had just started dating Britney and her mom was there. It was oh, really funny. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, but he's a, he was a great sport about it. Everyone's having babies. Yeah. Yeah. I know you guys get asked this every fucking second yeah. and you can tell me to shut up, but I know the audience already asked a hundred times on, I'd be remiss not to ask. Like I have to ask. Yes or no? Yeah, we. that's the plan. What's the time frame? Day, uh, what's our time frame? Yeah. I don't know. Like, listen, like, there's some stuff, like, he's working on right now. Like, I mean, listen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen I when think, you want it to happen. Yeah, and well, it's right for you. And it's like, people are like, but you're never going to be. It's not like we're like, we're not ready right now. But I think, you know. We both um, want to bounce back after this last year. I don't blame you. I lost my rhythm The thing is, we we did actually try this past summer. We're like, you know what? Like, maybe, like, right now we're just sitting at home. Like, let's see if we could, like, make this happen. It didn't. And now that, like, shit's opening back up, we're like, "Mm, let's just, like, hold off a little bit longer. But not too much longer. We're going to make some babies. But I don't know. I don't know. Go home after this podcast and ask her for a poke. No, I think I'm just selfishly asking you because Zaza needs a friend. (laughs) Zaza doesn't have any friends in quarantine. But you guys moved. I know. But so what? We're back here still. (laughs) She needs a friend. Can we talk about your guys' old condo? We used to live across the street and that place took forever to get built. I've I've had some of my best moments walking back and forth, deliberating how I'm going to propose to Katie right in front of that building. With that, That whole space right there is very near and dear to us. I love it. And uh, how it's a great. I mean, you that's didn't a great tell your story. About no, Tom. Well, I was. I was like, oh my god. I'm like, there's that fucking guy, Tom. I'm like, he's been better looking in person. I'd see you at Gelson's over there. I'm like, do I go up? I'm like one of those weird dudes that goes True. up in fanboys. You guys are better looking in person. I mean, you're gorgeous on the well, show. Well, I would but see you, you and then I'd, in person, I'd see you guys are even like more magical. You guys are projecting your beauty onto us. No, 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 no. no I, we're being but serious. it was. But I, I remember that whole that you guys were like all in that area, and yeah. I bought a condo there in 2014. So like, you must. Like probably around the same time you guys were all there, right? We probably had just moved. Just moved. And I can he, honestly, only imagine Tom walking down the street to Gelson's and people shouting out their windows. That area will always... <laughs> I just sold the place. Yeah, yeah. It's gone now. But that whole area, if you're moving to LA and you're young and like trying to find your footing, that's like one of the best places to move to, I think. I 100% well, not, okay, agree. Not that condo, but the condo that you guys have. Now? With the one that you guys were living in or that... Still, State, yeah. still, we're still, we're still half and half right now. Yeah, but that place we lived across the street from. So oh. I don't know that place. But same Gelson's. Yeah, 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 same Gelson's. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Last thing I would love to know 
a book, a podcast, a resource that you really love this year? Could bring Hold you on. value. It could be anything. Love that question. It could be a show. It could be anything that you think our audience would really like. Anything that's like kept you inspired or sane during this crazy last we year. We just watched Your Honor, which was good, but then the ending was bad. Let's see. Well, um, this is not something that was deeply moving, but we finally watched Lost. It was great. Is that good? Loved it. So, um, so good. It's sci-fi though, Lauren. You're, you're out. You, you can't do oh. sci-fi. What's, um? oh man, I, I guess lately I've been um, really inspired by um, um, Hidden Brain, the podcast. Uh, I've heard of it. Radio Lab. Radio Lab's good. And mm-hmm. um, also Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell. And I have a few of his books uh, I've read. I can't remember the name on the spot, but shout out to Malcolm Gladwell. You've been a beacon of light throughout this past year. When he tunes in, he's going to really appreciate it. Tom has a nice voice. It's not bad. No. See, he's doing his podcast In my mind, I sound right nasally and like neurotic when I talk. When I see, oh, by the way, don't get me started on seeing yourself on TV. It is ego shattering. <laughs> it's the worst. It's like, why? The, it's, uh, it's like, you know, how no one likes their voice on a podcast or on, a, on, a, on an answering machine or whatever. Seeing yourself on TV, even though I love myself, it's I, there's like a, there's just like complete dissociation. In what way? It just I'm just like oh I walk like that I sound like that oh my god your hair like well, no why did you say I'm just always roasting myself and hypercritical. Did you it, watch it all back? No, I very I, I'll watch it in small doses because you know I want to know what's going on and I I want to be engaged because I, I don't see everything that's happened you know while we're filming I'm not in every scene so um, I want to do my job do my due diligence but like it, it's very painful to see myself on TV. I still haven't been able to. Really do you guys just, get pissed off after the fact if you watch like, what is it? Not a confessional. What they used to do on a real world. Like what you. Yeah, they interview. do. They do confessional. Or like. Is that what it's called? A scene that you weren't in and somebody said something and you're like, that motherfucker. I didn't know he said that. But even, but it's later now. Like, or are you just like, whatever it happened? Um, Earlier on, maybe a little bit, but now, now we just know. Cause it's like, we do the same stuff and we know that like, that's, that's, par for the course is part of the job we have to do it because you know and it's it was then it's more civilized now but in the first five seasons like we would sit around as a group and drink and then sometimes people would see confessionals like that while the person's sitting right next to them something you know maybe like sheena said about jacks or whatever anything and they're right there and it's so uncomfortable (laughs) you guys I, i wish you could experience that Maybe That's should, what needs to be filmed. Yeah, you guys yeah. watching the reaction after the fact yeah. drinking. Yeah, we still like watch together, but I don't know. No, it doesn't bother me now. I mean, some I don't know. It's what? it's it is what yeah. it is. So I'm listening to the three podcasts that you just recommended. Do you have anything that you're looking at now? I'm blanking on literally everything. But did you, I watch did you read any good books this year? Show, podcast, you- book, Netflix, reality television. You said Utah Housewives. Oh, Salt Lake City Housewives, so good. I watch. I mean, I've watched so many, so many shows. What have I watched? Watch all of Outlander. I need to watch that. So good. I love Outlander so much. She got the scotch um, from the show. One of the guys from the show. It's so good. Check it out. The um, Sassanex scotch. When are we going to see a tequila Katie brand coming out? That would be so great, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's. That's a, it's hard. I don't even know where to begin to You'd get crush a tequila. It. it would crush. But like, that's a that's a challenge. Can we at least get a, a tequila, Katie, on the menu? A Tom Tom. Yeah, I think I'm really relationship ender. A I'm tequila, a Katie. Can we talk? I'm a really. I'm a little miffed that there's not a tequila, Katie, on the menu. <laughs> there I was miffed, in the beginning. I'm too. I'm there's missing. Bubba's tacos or the Bubba's tacos. Oh. They're the Hickam tacos. Where does the name Bubba come from? Leave us with that. 
it's it was like an evolution of like the you know generic like babe turned to like baby yeah. turned to bb turned to bub turned to rubba Rub. turned to bubba by the way i've made it a point this year anybody who's still listening you guys i'm gonna budget how many times i say bubba when and if we film this year okay Why? i'm not gonna abuse it people get it people don't like it Oh like, my God! <laughs> Who cares? Don't look at anything. I'm a people pleaser. Who cares? <laughs> Where can everyone find you to leave nice comments? I want to challenge everyone who is listening to this podcast to go leave Katie and Tom a nice, uplifting, positive comment. Wow, that would be lovely. God, what a plot twist! He's like, what the um, fuck is that? How about in person at Tom Tom? Not on my Ooh. social media. Meet me at Tom Tom in about three weeks, optimistically. Cautiously optimistically. And on social media, Dom. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, on, I'm T.W. Schwa. T.W. S.C.H.W.A. <laughs> this has been awesome. By the way, before we go, you guys are crushing. Can we talk about all your success, the empire you've built? The, look at this backdrop. This is the dream of so many. Well, You're nice. living it. We got a long way to go. That's very nice. Thank gotcha. you. Follow Katie. <laughs> Katie's so cute. You follow me at Music Kills Kate. Why does Music Kill Kate? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Because yeah, I... I haven't changed my phone number. I'm not going to change my handle. I respect handles. that you haven't changed it. With everything that's gone on in your life, I respect Tom, that it's like you kept it the same. trying to keep interesting for because you. Like, you don't need to know everything about her. Okay. I'll like, tell you later at a date night. I like consistency. Yeah, you know what? Because I like music. I'm always have. It was, I had a, I used to have a music blog and that was when I created my handle. So it, it lives. I love it. Yeah. Okay. We're going to come into Tom Tom. I'm trying the Bubba's Tacos. I'll meet Text you me there. when it's open. I want to come. Get the four local to, uh, relationship. We'll pre-game right? pre pre yeah. at your guys' place. Or, yeah. or in the studio 100%. here. 100%. We're doing yeah. it. Michael will make you a relationship ender. No, no, no. I want uh, to. He might ask uh, all you guys for a poke. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you give me a couple of relationship enders. Tequila Katie. <laughs> <laughs> We've thrown pokes left and right. You guys are an incredible couple. You can come back anytime. I feel like I could have asked you 100 more questions. Also, definitely go listen to my episode on Katie's podcast. Yes. Talk about that. It's with Dear Media. It's fucking crushing it. What episode? We don't know. It's like one of the earlier ones. Okay. It's, it's you're going to love me. You're going to love me. It's so cute. Thank you guys both for taking the time. Thank I'll you both. You guys yes. are awesome. Thank you for having us. Who wants to win a Skinny Confidential custom new bookmark for their book? My book launches tomorrow, the 15th. You can pre-order it on Amazon and Target. You can also grab it on Barnes & Noble and where all small bookstores are sold. And you have to have this bookmark to go with your book. So we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to give away five bookmarks. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode with Katie and Tom on my latest Instagram post at Lauren Bostick. And someone from the team will slide into your inbox and send you a bookmark for your new pink matte coffee table book that I hope you love. Enjoy. Enjoy. 